Theory. Hello and welcome to A Smashing Theory, the Super Smash Bros. Ultimate Prediction Podcast. I'm Daniel. And I'm Sean, and it's incredible how the number of times you've done that intro, like every time you say hello and welcome to A Smashing Theory, my brain thinks where the show is made up and the points don't matter. <laughs> every time. For nine months. Wow. Yeah. A, a remarkable restraint in not saying anything until now. Until now. Well, you know, now that we've been doing this podcast for nine months, yes. and much like a weird baby, <laughs> the subject of the podcast has been birthed into the world, and uh, yes. now that that's happened, I may as well come clean. <laughs> Air all my dirty laundry, now that we'll be raising our baby like a child, and by that I mean playing it a lot. Whose line is it anyways really good? Yeah, man, yeah. it's great. I'm really into it. But this is not what our episode's about. No. It's funny, our episode probably should be more about the fact that Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is out. Yes! The game is out! Yes! Uh, Daniel and I both have it! It's On it's our excellent. Switches! Uh, I, I like it a lot. Yeah, it's excellent. It's yeah. really, really good. Yes. Uh, if you don't have it, first of all... It's incredible to me that you've listened to this podcast for this long and you don't have it. Now, we, that's restraint. We we have at least one listener uh, that has been listening to our podcast but has been unable to get mm, a Switch okay. and Ultimate. You know? That's that's fair. Yeah. You can be excited about a game and not be able to get it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Sorry to, to that person. Yes. The game is really good. I can't wait for you to get it and welcome everyone that does have it. Yes. I hope you've been enjoying it as much as I have. Yes. So... We'll talk a little more about Smash Ultimate in a second, but the main subject of our episode is our reactions to the Game Awards predictions that we made last episode, and before all that, we have some corrections from that episode. Several, in fact. Yes. Pretty, Seven. Yeah, a, a heftyish <laughs> amount. Yeah. So, first correction is, uh, at one point, I... Saying a Dr. Mario song, I was like, bada 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 So, uh, I called that Chill. The song is called Fever. There is a song in Dr. Mario called Chill, but it's different. I see. We mentioned that, I said, I claimed that characters in the Pokemon universe have basically just been vegetarians for the past several generations. In Pokemon X and Y, Slowpoke Tail is sold as a delicacy. Ah, I see. Um, which, if you've played Pokemon Gold and Silver, uh, you might remember an arc where Team Rocket tries to kidnap Slowpokes and That's cut off their right. tails to sell them on the black market. Yeah. Um, so we know that Slowpokes don't die from that. Mm-hmm. So basically, we have at least confirmation that people in the Pokemon universe are like farmers. They will they will harvest Pokemon parts for eating. <laughs> Like moo moo milk mm-hmm. and uh and whatever else, but they might not actually kill the Pokemon to eat their parts. Sure. Slowpoke tails are established as a very cruel example of right. of Pokemon related delicacies. Sort of like the shark fin thing in China. I yeah, guess. yeah. Uh you told me about that off off mic. I and did. That's that's shitty. It's really awful. Yeah, it's really awful. Spider-Man's accessibility options do, in fact, include an option to skip puzzles. Oh, thank God. Now I can actually play that expansion. <laughs> uh, I called. I talked about a game called Sonic Team Racing for a little while last time. It's called Team Sonic Racing. Ah. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
I remember at one point my friend and our frequent writer into the podcast, Lonnie, uh, we're both really into the Metal Gear Solid series, and he found like a radio interview that David Hayter had done with uh, this, you know, um, I guess journalist who was kind of talking about his voice acting career. Uh-huh. And like he voiced Captain America at one point, so he like did his voice for her. And then at one point she was like, and now I know that you also uh, voice the character Solid Snake in the popular game Metal Solid Gear. <laughs> and I died. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And David Hayter, you know, I mean, he was, he was very nice about it. He didn't say, like, actually, it's Metal Gear Solid. He just, like, did a snake voice, and that was fine. <laughs> uh, but I just always... That, that made me think of that when there, when you mentioned that th- name mix-up. There are people in in this world that listen to that interview have no other context on the franchise. That's true. They just, just think, think it's Metal yeah. Solid Gear now. Oh, oh, Harold, do you remember that <laughs> that interview with the delightful man that did the funny voices for that, that video game, Metal Solid Gear? <laughs> Maybe we can get that for our nephew, Bibsy. <laughs> Bibsy would love Metal Solid Gear. They just actually find it's like a bootlegged copy of the game. <laughs> oh, look, Bibsy, I got you your favorite game, Metal Solid Gear. Oh, Grandpa, I hate you. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I said that Team Chaotix has been revealed for Team Sonic Racing already. Team Chaotix has not been revealed. There is a team vector that has vector, Blaze the Cat, and Silver the Hedgehog in it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, because those go together. Hey, I'm thinking about making a sandwich. I'm thinking about making a peanut butter turkey and pickles sandwich. <laughs> it's going to be really great, and everybody eats them. <laughs> I thought this skit was just going to be like vector, like making a sandwich and asking Blaze and Silver for help, and that's how the team formed. <laughs> I'm making a sandwich, but I got these big crocodile hands and I can't. I'll I'll help you, Vector. (laughs) My telekinesis. Well, thanks, Silver. I I wish I had telekabogo. I'm a cat. (laughs) I was in like one game. You three stop joking around. Sonic's being tortured. Oh, no. (laughs) Uh... Well, Blaze was Blaze has been in a handful of games now. She's been in a bunch of spinoffs. Oh uh, yeah, well, she, but, she attends every Olympic game. Okay, but yeah. but you know her her whole thing was Sonic Rush, right? Like that was kind of her main thing. She was in. I feel like she did have a side arc in Sonic '06 where she dies, and then what she the fuck, and, and then she comes back because the the timeline gets refreshed. That game is so wild. Yeah, every time I find out a new fact about that game, it's like holy shit, they really <laughs> did that. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I also said maybe it'd be cool if they revealed Metal Sonic at the Game Awards. Metal Sonic's already announced for the game. I just, I didn't fucking know anything about Team Sonic Racing. Turns That's out. very clear at this yeah. point. Yeah, I, I did a good job. Good, good research, Daniel. That's a lot of research you had to do, and I didn't help with any of it, so that's fine. <laughs> uh, Hild from Soul Calibur 4 has a combination short sword and spear. She does not wield a halberd. I see. Are we sure it isn't Hilda? It's Hild. Oh, it is? Okay, gotcha. Yeah, well, uh, it's spelled H-I-L-D-E. Uh-huh. I don't know how that's supposed to be pronounced, but I've always pronounced it Hild. Okay. Well, I don't actually care about Soul Calibur, so that's fine. <laughs> I talked about a character named Ribiron from Dragon Ball Super, and I called her, like, a bunny girl or something. <laughs> Ribrion... Ribrion is not a bunny girl. She's like a big fairy lady. I see. Uh, that 
like she's basically like Akira Toriyama going like, "What if magical girls were kind of big, dumb, and stupid?" Uh, that's that, that was good, kind good of good job, a, Akira yeah. Toriyama. Good, uh, good. I'm glad your character design game is still as strong as it was during Chrono Trigger. It's good to hear. <laughs> good to hear you still got the magic. Oh, hey, so there is an Akira Toriyama thing where you like the character designs. You like Chrono Trigger? Yeah, no, I yeah, that's true. Yeah, and I mean, there's like uh, there's characters that i like in the dragon ball franchise i just after a certain point he stopped caring and started collecting checks and <laughs> those are a lot of the characters that are featured in say dragon ball fighters uh so mm. that's the issue that i have i see i think akira toriyama is still capable of making some really cool character designs i think the first time i was like Ah, was when Dragon Quest Eight came out, mm -hmm. and very early in the game, you meet like a fortune teller. Okay, and the fortune teller looks exactly like Hercule. I see. Yeah. And However, I'm like, and I'm like, oh, maybe this guy can only make so many designs. the The king that had been cursed and turned into a goblin just looked like a like an old Namek. Having said that, that game does have that big ass guy that looks like he's wearing a rubber glove on his head, who's in your party. The really big bodyguard guy, what's his name? Oh, Yangus. Yangus, and I love him. Yangus so. is great. Excellent character design. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, you know, he has his ups and downs. Yeah, he, <laughs> Yangus got his own spin-off games. Uh, That's why. Man, we're pretty off track for these corrections. Uh, well, you know, we're just correcting, and we're being really thorough about it. Finally, last correction. I said that Negan is coming to Tekken 6. Te Tekken 6 is an old game. <laughs> I meant Tekken 7. Okay. Fortunately, I don't care about Negan or Tekken, so we can just move on. Well, I do have some sub-corrections. Oh, okay. Uh, because I, I said multiple wrong things uh, in my whole Tekken thing. I see. Um, Noctis was announced at the Tekken World Tour Finals ah. November 12th, 2017, and not at EVO that year. Okay. And coincidentally, Cloud was revealed for Smash Bros. 4 exactly two years prior to that, hmm. November 12, 2015. Okay. So what that means is Sora is getting announced for Smash Bros. Ultimate <laughs> November 12, 2019. Aha! And he'll be the last DLC character. I see. Yes. Okay. You know, uh, I, I admire your ability to see patterns and things. I don't know about that one, <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, if you're right... Um, I will, uh, buy you a nice dinner. Put it in your calendar. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> you almost said that, like, in a way that you're, like, asking me on a date. Like, it's like, <laughs> I'll, I'll buy you I was... a nice dinner. Like, it was very smooth, you know? Like It I was, was honestly just me thinking, like, what promises can I make Daniel? I'll give him a hundred bucks. That's a little bit too much. <laughs> I'll <laughs> just be, like, casting through the options. Not and that I wouldn't give you a hundred bucks if you needed it, but right. like based on this wacky bet. Yeah. <laughs> I I like how apparently like your second thought was dinner though. <laughs> like it's like, ooh, I could take him to dinner. Maybe some nice candles. Hey, you know, you like dinner, I like dinner. We do like dinner. We'll have steaks. Yeah. That sounds like a delight. So <laughs> uh so, uh, after corrections, we usually do news. Yeah, I got some fucking news for you. Super Smash Bros. <laughs> Ultimate is fucking literally in the Switch that is next to my arm right yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, That's the news. 
it's good news, man. Yeah, it's really good news. God, like, like we've implied, uh, we've really been looking forward to this, and I really. Uh, Long story short, uh, Smash Ultimate has definitely met expectations for me. Oh, yeah. For me, uh, too. Episode after this one, I want to do just like a let's just fucking talk about Smash Bros. <laughs> Ultimate for the whole thing. Right. Um, Which is really what this episode should have been, but we already talked about that. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, the time, timing is is a thing. But I'm I'm excited to talk about TGA stuff, too. Yeah, me too. Um, But I guess like a taste. What is one thing about Smash Ultimate that has exceeded expectations for you? And one thing that you wish that they would have done better. For exceeded expectations, I don't know how to quantify this necessarily, how to how to really describe it. I think the game just feels better to play than yeah. other Smash games that I've played. Like, just the movement, the way that you throw out your abilities, everything feels more finely tuned to me than it ever has before. Yeah. The pace of play feels a lot better than Smash 4. There aren't all the weird gimmicky things like in Brawl. You can't wave dash and shit like you could in Melee. You know, um, it's just like everything that I like about Smash and nothing that I hate about it that I've discovered so far you know, in just the core gameplay, and I really appreciate that. Yeah, I think that's a really good answer. Um, what about you? A thing about Ultimate that has exceeded my expectations is World of Light. Mm, okay. Yeah, I love World of Light. Uh, I think it's the best crack at a single-player mode that Smash has ever done. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been playing it nonstop. It's really good. I think I'm about to beat it, actually. You have uncovered all of the map, I think. So. Yeah. Uh, but man, I've, I've really enjoyed it, and the and the, the way spirit battles work is really cool. I'm really into that. Yeah, I I just think that that uh, that World of Light is is great. Like it it feels like a big sprawling adventure, but they don't try to turn it into Smash Bros. Kirby Edition, <laughs> or you know, the other way around, Kirby right, Smash right. Bros. Edition. Uh, because I think, I think it was cool to do a big sprawling story in Subspace Emissary, but there's something unsatisfying about the core gameplay. So I think this is excellent. Cool. It's funny you should say that because one thing that I wish they had done better is also World of Light. <laughs> like uh, I my my World of Light experience has been like very up and down. You right. Know, like one second I don't like it, one second I do like it. Uh huh. Uh, I think that. Uh, it was it was definitely a little bit rough to start for me because I initially was only unlocking characters that I didn't really feel like I could play very effectively. Right. And then on top of that, I still didn't really kind of have a good grasp of like what spirit power levels meant. And so I thought I'd be good with an advantage, but I was going up against someone really strong and just getting my ass kicked. Right. Uh, then I kind of like unlocked characters that I liked and I figured stuff out a little bit more and I was kind of enjoying myself, but after a little while it just kind of felt like, well, either I'm completely obliterating these low level spirits or I'm running into spirits that are kind of designed to be difficult, but are really more just kind of annoying. Uh, and so in either case, it's like either it's a boring grind or I'm just not having fun because I'm just banging my head against these same challenges over and over again. Right. There, and, there have been some incredibly obnoxious challenges. Yes. Uh, and, and, you know, I mean, there's been good stuff too. Like, yeah. I, you know, I, there, I've definitely enjoyed, uh, spirits, you know, world of light more than I have other attempts at a smash kind of like story mode or like extensive single player experience. Yeah. And now 
I'm uh, I just checked. I'm like eight hours in, which is not as far in as you are <laughs> uh, because you've had more time to play than me. Yeah. But like I kind of came to a point today where I was like, you know, I'm I'm getting kind of bored of World of Light. I want to like do something else. Yeah. And I had also been playing through a lot of arcade ladders. And as I was looking around, I was like, oh, like outside of those two things, there actually isn't a lot of single player stuff to do. Hmm. Like, obviously, World of Light is an enormous single player experience. Yeah. And there's 70 plus different iterations of classic mode. Yes, that and that is true. But like, you know, out like once you get outside of World of Light, I just kind of felt like like, oh, I can like go to this store and buy things. I can like do smash matches against, you know, AI opponents. But uh you know aside from that it's like aside from kind of the multiplayer component i just kind of realized like wow like so much of the single player experience is world of light yeah and now i'm sick of it before i'm done with it and i feel a little lost at sea Hmm. Uh, so those are um probably longer than i should have gone on my feelings about world (laughs) of light and what i wish they'd done better you know on balance i did enjoy my time with it and i'd like to play more of it but i need to take a break Right. Uh, because right now I'm just not feeling it. Yeah. One of your complaints, uh, the fact that you're just like kind of mowing through low level mooks. Mm-hmm. One thing I did to fix that is when I was one thing I really like about World of Light actually is that by having the ability to make whatever deck you like mm-hmm. of spirits, you know, like making any combination of primary and supports, you can kind of choose your own difficulty. Sure. You know? Um and you could also literally choose your own difficulty. <laughs> right. Which uh, I have done liberally. Yeah. When I start to feel, like, bored by some of the lower-level ones, I will adjust my spirit deck to be less powerful, and there's also an incentive to do that, because when I do that, I get more rewards than I would if I just steamrolled them with my (laughs) 10,000-point deck, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, I appreciate that, you know, you can do that, and that it is rewarded by the game if you do that, but I think that, like... When you're playing a fighting game and developers want to make it more challenging, what they actually do is make it more frustrating a lot of the time. Yeah. And so when I'm choosing my difficulty, whether that's because I'm just choosing the difficulty mode in the game or because I'm equipping these different spirits, a lot of the time it feels less like I'm making this more challenging and more like I can choose how annoying I want this experience to be. (laughs) And since I don't want it to be more annoying, I don't want to increase the difficulty. Right. Um, it's just kind of uh, catch-22 for me, I think. Hmm. I I will be interested to see how I feel about the game in its single-player modes once I've beaten World of Light. Mm-hmm. So it'll be cool when we're back here in, like, <laughs> two-ish weeks. Right. And to see how I feel then after I've beaten World of Light and the, the honeymoon glow has kind of faded a bit. Sure. I still think I'm really going to like the game, but we'll see. No, yeah, and I mean, to be clear, you know, I, I love the game overall. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. And I do think that World of Light is the best single-player experience that Smash has done. But that doesn't mean that I don't want to have even better single-player experiences going forward. Right. Yeah, no, I, I think there's definitely flaws. I think some of the I think some of the challenges are just absurd. There have been a handful where I just, like, fucking butt heads with a single fight right. for, like, two hours straight, right? Yeah. There was a 9-volt and 18-volt fight. I have... Uh, oh, no, I, I did beat that, but it was really hard. <laughs> yeah, like, just Sheriff is on the screen indefinitely, shooting you with perfect fucking aim, mm-hmm. while 
two really strong fighters are like messing you up. Right. Um, and then there was the Pauline spirit. <laughs> uh, that that was today. I was watching that whole thing. Yeah, which I had to deal with like pretty much. Like I I butt my head against it for several hours yesterday, and then I did it again today. <laughs> I finally got it because because Peach representing Pauline did something stupid and just fell off the map. Right. I finally beat it via luck. <laughs> I know. I even those really frustrating ones. It's satisfying to come up with strategies that finally win me the thing. Okay. You know? I'm not looking forward to doing that Doctor Wiley one though. I feel like Doctor <laughs> Wiley is going to be the last thing I do before I 100 percent that bitch. Wow. That yeah, that one was tough for me. I was able to figure out a strategy that worked for me for that one. Yeah. And actually, for the nine volt and eighteen volt one, I just realized very quickly like I'm not going to be able to beat this unless I kill the sheriff. And so then all of my energy was completely devoted to getting close enough to the sheriff to kill him. Yeah. Which took like half an hour of repeatedly trying. Yeah, I I tried to kill the sheriff and then like dismiss it as a futile act <laughs> right way through. Yeah, I don't even know actually how I wound up doing it. It was just like frantic dodging and hitting him whenever I could. And then once you kill him, it's like really easy. The sheriff is a hundred percent of the challenge of yeah, that, you know, yeah, absolutely uh, that spirit. Anyway, I already have the entire cast. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, well, what's one thing that you think they could do better? I don't think you said yours. Oh, one thing I think they could do better is you and I mm -hmm. have been doing some multiplayer. Oh, this is a good one, but yes, go on. And my switch is in the dock in our entertainment center. Right, you're, uh, you've got your switch roughly six feet away from that dock yeah just about yeah you're just sitting in a chair like six feet away and because we both want to have our own loadouts mm -hmm. of characters and blah 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 and we both want to earn our own achievements and stuff uh we started out playing the game wirelessly together right local wireless yeah lo local wireless yeah and you sitting six your switch sitting six feet away from my switch will constantly have connection like hangups mm -hmm. like we'll be playing through the match and then like a minute and a half in like the game will stop and like buffer yeah for a second it's like watching a youtube video on an airplane yeah like it just slows to a crawl and then stops and then my girlfriend joined in and played with her switch which was five feet away <laughs> from right. my dock in the opposite direction and uh, we couldn't finish a match. Yeah. We would disconnect. Yeah. So finally, like today, you guys just synced your controllers up with my Switch, and we all played on one Switch. And of right. course, that was delightful. But we shouldn't have to do that. Yeah. Like, like it's actually incredible to me how bad the local wireless is. Yeah, that's really It feels really like crazy. a slap in the face. I wonder if, like, if the Switch infrastructure just, like, isn't designed for that. Like, yeah. I think Nintendo was assuming, it's like, okay... If people are doing local wireless switch, uh, they are sitting directly in front of each other at a table or something. Right. No other options. It's really weird to me. It's yeah. really strange, especially with Smash. You know, I uh -huh. I hope there's a patch to fix that, but maybe it's a hardware problem and not a software one. I, I mean, have no idea. That's absolutely the kind of thing that you would want to get right because yeah. Smash is such a communal game. Yeah. You know, if I'm like... Uh... If I'm like a businessman on a Tokyo train or something and I've got my Switch and somebody else has theirs, I should be able to say like, hey, do you want to play Smash and then play it with them? Yeah. Uh, or like if I'm at a con or something or at a fighting game tournament. Yeah. Like it's just wild to me how bad that experience was. Yeah, no, that was real rough. That was, yeah. That was really fucking rough. 
I'm I'm glad that like playing on the same system is an option. Yes. Uh, because obviously multiplayer is the funnest part of smash bros right and it'd be stupid if i had to go into my room and hook my switch up to my dock and plug in an ethernet cable and then play online (laughs) in order to get a better connection yeah word on the street is we would not get a better connection by the way yeah (laughs) oh that's rough um especially the fact that we're paying for online now right that's probably like that's probably the the biggest slap in the face Mm -hmm. that like they they hyped up their online and their and then their flagship online game comes out and it's right. it's messy. That's rough. Yeah, maybe maybe they'll fix it over time. One can hope. That would be nice. Um, <laughs> but if you want to try playing with Sean and I online, we have a Discord. Yes, uh, we we give the code out to anyone that supports us on Patreon at five dollars or more, and if you're on our Discord. Uh, we'll be hanging out there, and you can just do matches with us uh, yeah. when, when we're available. You can do matches, you can post memes. Yeah. So yeah, if you feel like playing with the Smashing Theory guys, uh, probably whoop our asses. We're, we're competent-ish <laughs> yeah, at, yeah. at Smash. Yeah. I'm, I'm figuring stuff out, uh, and I've found that it's easier for me to play multiple characters competently in this smash than it has been previously yeah uh like there there's like several characters that i feel like i'm much more solid with than i have in the past yeah nice so uh so you know come at me i'm still like kind of getting the like i'm still getting a little used to the gameplay changes compared to four Uh but i i'm i'm enjoying them and i think i'll i think i'll get the hang of it yeah absolutely so so i should say we just spent a lot of time shitting on very specific aspects of this game. Yeah. Uh, once again, just like to reiterate, love this game. Yeah, one of my favorite games of the year. Yes. Hands down. Absolutely. God, like, yeah. Smash Bros. Ultimate is 100% worth the wait. It it has some things that I was slightly disappointed by. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, mainly like, you you think you would take Smash Bros. and nail every aspect of the multiplayer. Yes. Um, But the one Switch, one couch... Four friends. Good time. Good time. Yeah, good, excellent time. Perfect as always. Yeah. So I, uh, I'm i really excited to go in-depth with all this next episode. Absolutely. For now, we have some Game of the Year predictions to resolve. We have Game Awards predictions to resolve. Game, we have Game Awards predictions to resolve. All right. So the Game Awards happened on December 6th. Uh-huh. They gave out a lot of awards, but they always kind of glaze over that part. They mostly just revealed some stuff. Yeah, they should really just call it the game reveals at this point. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm okay with them handing out rewards, but it's it all it always does feel as kind of a an afterthought compared mm-hmm. to everything else. Especially like they were a little bit better about this this year, but I do remember there was one year when uh, Jeff Keighley was just like, and by the way, the award for best fighting game goes to blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and they just like yeah. kept going. Yeah. They, they did that a couple times still, but I think the right awards got a bit more attention this time, which was nice. Yes. Um, obviously we won't be talking too much about the awards, but is there any one award presentation that you really appreciated? <laughs> uh, the, uh, the one that Sonic Fox won was that just best fighting game player, uh, like uh, best, best esports, best esports performer or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was going to be mine too. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just like 
It's just fascinating to me that the most relevant, most skilled, and, you know, best known uh, person in the FGC uh, went onto the Game Awards stage and accepted his award in a full fursuit. (laughs) (laughs) I, like, Sonic Fox uh, can be a little cocky sometimes, a a little obnoxious. Sure. But, like, I think I can, I cannot ever help but admire how true he is to himself at all times. Absolutely. You know, like, sometimes you want to be like, ooh, ooh, buddy, I I think you need an ego check right now. You could be a little more humble. <laughs> yeah. Um, But, like, you know, he's also kind of earned that ego. He really no, I was going to say, like, I hate using that as an excuse for bad behavior, but he has, he can, uh, his mouth can write checks that his ass can cash. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, he can back up his shit. And, like, it's it's also kind of a persona, you know? He's also a generally nice person. Yes. Like, he, in real life, gave $10,000 to a friend to help with his dad's cancer treatment. Right. He also and, bragged. And he also <laughs> bragged about that on live TV. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I there's so, there's so many aspects of Sonic Fox that a different person might try to hide about themselves. That's true. You know, uh, Sonic Fox is a black gay furry. And he he comes on a stage and he screams those things. Yes. He, he he proclaims those things yeah. and he does it so proudly. And uh, like <laughs> when there are other people accepting awards on that stage that are not the best people, right? It was really nice to see that kind of representation of the gaming community. I that made me really happy. No, I absolutely agree. I thought it was great to have Sonic Fox up there. Yeah. <laughs> He, uh, like, he's never going to let the rest of the community live that down, but, I, you know, it's it's great. Yeah. It, yeah. It's actually great. It is. Uh, so there's one other, one other award we'll talk about, because it's the one award we made predictions about, and that is the Game of the Year Award. Right. Sean and I each made a prediction. Well, Sean predicted that it'd be between Red Dead Redemption 2 and... Oh, what did I say? Did uh, I say Spider-Man? Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. And Spider-Man, but RDR2 would take it. Yeah. I predicted that it'd be between RDR2 and God of War, and that God of War would take it. Mm-hmm. And throughout the entire award show, RDR2 was fucking sweeping. Yes. It was, It was like, it was winning awards that didn't make sense. It won Best <laughs> Soundtrack. Right. Right? Which, I mean, it's I, a fine soundtrack. Yeah, like, you know, well-implemented cowboy violins. Right. Fine. Yeah. But, like, you, it went up against... What like Monster Hunter World? It went up against Celeste. Celeste, yeah. Cel- and like we haven't even played Celeste, but every time a clip from Celeste played, we were like, "That soundtrack, fucking bops." Yeah, yeah. That's that's some good shit. It went up against Octopath Traveler. Excellent soundtrack. Yes. But the fact is that they uh, viewer votes were allowed right. for for this TGAs, and I think they weighted them in a particular way where they mattered more than they ever have. Mm-hmm. So I feel like a lot of people. That there are just so many more people that played RDR2 and were voting for RDR2 for every category that they saw. Yeah. So at that, so like near the end of this, and it got to the point where I was just getting pretty worn down. Like RDR2 is just going everything at this point, whether they deserve it or not. No, I, I was I was thinking the same thing. And I think to an extent they do deserve a lot of the rewards they got. The mm-hmm. game is obviously very well made, but the game of the year was God of War. Yes. Which means that I'm right. Good shit. Good I job. I got one. I'm happy you're right. We we have not. We'll talk about this next episode. But our track record for Smash Bros. predictions has not been amazing. 
our tr- the the game awards predictions mm-hmm. we're going to be going through. I didn't do bad. I this was going to say you at the very least did a great job. I did. Yeah. I on the other hand, <laughs> I had did some not problems. I did not do bad. <laughs> this is going to be kind of fun to go through. Oh, for you, <clears throat> that's not true for both of us. Uh, I'm I'm very happy that uh, God of War got Game of the Year. I'm very happy that you were right about that. Yeah. I definitely get the sense that like, like I think that you know, kind of viewers more than panelists. Uh, might have kind of forgotten about God of War because of how long ago it came out. Right. You know? And so would be less likely to consider that when they're right now, you know, staring at uh, horses. Uh, I was going to say testicles. <laughs> you, um, you can you can say horses testicles. There's a okay, cool. There there's that thing where the where they they gave the horse testicles their own engine or whatever. <laughs> so so yeah, that's that's a good joke. When when they're right now staring at a horse's testicles bopping up and down in real time, uh, you know, uh, I can see why they might forget about Kratos and his son. Uh, so it's cool that, like, ultimately God of War pulled through. Yeah, me too. Also, Kratos, Kratos' <laughs> voice actor yes. also won the award for best performance. And really, his performance at the Game Awards was also excellent because... Wait, no, he didn't win the award for best performance. Uh, a RDR2 guy did. Oh my god, that's But right. the Kratos guy was on stage with, with Atreus, with, yes. the, with the kid who played the kid. And uh, he looks as though someone carved him out of wood with a knife. Like, he's <laughs> the most visually striking person I've ever seen in the coolest way. Yeah, like, it, he looks amazing. Like, he... like. He's a really good-looking guy, yeah. but also he looks like his face was put together in a character creator. <laughs> yes, yeah. And <laughs> we mean that in the best possible way. Yeah, no, like, it's just, I've never seen that collection of features on one face before. It's uncanny. Yeah, it's really wild. But he's, that dude was fucking awesome. He was also wearing this incredible suit. Yeah, he looked great. It was like this black and white number, and then I noticed that the black patterns were actually, like, several women's faces. <laughs> Huh, I yeah. didn't notice that. Yeah. And really then they wild. won the award and he kissed everyone on stage. <laughs> he just yeah. really liked kissing people. He kissed the boys, he kissed the girls. Yeah. Indiscriminate kissing. He's a kissy kid, but he's not a kid. <laughs> no, he's a kissy Kratos. There you go. How could you that? call him a kissy Kratos? You know, I didn't. <laughs> That's all I got. So... So I'm gonna I'm gonna resolve all the predictions in kind of the order that we made them. Okay. So I predicted that there would be some Fortnite and PUBG whatevers, but I wasn't going to bother predicting specifics because we're not super experienced with those games. Sure. There were Fortnite and PUBG whatevers. Yeah. A new PUBG map called The Kendi was announced. Right. And Fortnite is getting a new mode called The Block, where where players can make their own content, and then Epic Games will put that content in the game in the form of The Block. Oh my gosh, I didn't put that together. So I thought the content and the block were two separate things somehow. <laughs> so like they show the trailer where they're just like staring at a concrete block and they're like the block. And I'm like, do you just fight on a concrete block? That's <laughs> fucking dumb. Oh, this character, this stage creator shit is cool. Like, yeah, I just didn't put those together. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. And uh, they also showed off season seven, which has Santa Claus in it or something. Right. right yeah. Yeah. Look, it's fine if you like Fortnite. I just don't care about it. Yeah, it's not a matter of liking it or disliking it. I just don't care about it, uh, and it's fine if you do. Yeah, like I, I don't think it's a bad game. Right. I, I really, I can't say one way or the other. 
Um, <laughs> right, because I've never played it. Yeah, it's just um, it's it's not really something I, I see and want to invest my time into. But I obviously absolutely respect people that are into it and do enjoy it. Oh yeah, same. Like you know, like what you like. I also don't care about football, but lots of people do, and that's fine too. It is fine. Actually, the concussions thing, maybe it's not fine. Right, yeah. It's... At least you don't get a concussion from playing Fortnite. <laughs> you know, hopefully, that we know of. We'll have to check in with doctors in 20 years. If you got a concussion playing Fortnite, tell us that story, <laughs> you, you may be entitled to financial compensation. <laughs> uh, so then we made some Sony predictions. Yeah. Uh, I I threw out that the third Spider-Man DLC pack might get a trailer and a release date, mm-hmm. that we would get a Dreams release date of around March 2019, that Ghost of Tsushima would not show, but we would see an actual Death Stranding gameplay trailer <laughs> and a 2019 release date. Sony did not show shit. Yeah, that was probably the worst you did on predictions. Yeah, <laughs> Sony did not show anything. The most that Sony showed was Sean Layden. Yeah, Sean Layden's face. Yeah, Sean Layden. This was really funny, actually. The The show started with Sean Layden, Reggie fils and Phil Spencer right. all coming up on stage together uh, in sort of a gaming solidarity move, right? Mm-hmm. And... Uh, <laughs> And they they made this big speech about how gamers should play together, and right. and you know the uh, whole time Daniel and I are thinking to ourselves like, oh, they're gonna announce crossplay. Yeah, right. Like they're gonna announce that Sony is letting crossplay be a more consistent thing. Right. Like, why would they all be on stage at the same time if they weren't doing that? And then they didn't yeah. do that. Turns out they were just pretending to be buds for ten seconds. <laughs> to, to be fair, Nintendo and Microsoft are buds. Yes, that's true. They've been doing crossplay <laughs> for the last year plus. Yeah, they're tight. Minecraft's on the Switch. Uh-huh. Like they're good. Yeah. Like like Reggie and Phil probably went and uh, got drinks afterwards. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when we were watching it, Judge is like. <laughs> Sean just like Phil Spencer just looked like he smoked like 20 bowls <laughs> and then immediately after that Phil Spencer made this face just this like oh face <laughs> that just confirmed my suspicions <laughs> he, glorious he, he looked very content and and, uh, and <laughs> yes. aloof on that stage for sure yeah but yeah like like <laughs> they they do that speech about like how like gamers should be able to play together all right. the time and only two of the three of us will allow you to do that <laughs> consistently uh like really cool concept but since ps4 does not always allow crossplay, weird execution yeah yeah that was definitely weird but yeah sony didn't make any real announcements there which makes sense because maybe if they had announcements to make, they'd hold their own event. <laughs> right. Uh, but I, I did think that maybe they'd, they'd send some stuff over. That would have been nice. Then we made some WB Games predictions. Yeah. I, I sort of did a, a most, a least likely to most likely thing. Mm-hmm. I said that least likely would be whatever Rocksteady is working on. Right. Um, uh, that maybe it's Justice League, maybe it's Suicide Squad, but it probably would not show up at the Game Awards. Mm-hmm. I think I said like a 40-ish percent chance. It did not show up at the Game Awards. That's the truth. Then I said, second most likely, whatever NetherRealm Studios is working on, probably Mortal Kombat 11. And you were fucking right! Yeah, so... Uh, I loved this whole thing. Yeah, so basically Ed Boon comes on stage <laughs> to present the best sports game award. Right. Partway through, uh, on the screen behind him... A, a scorpion chain just comes through the award screen, and everyone's like, what? Whoa, what's this? And then a trailer for Mortal Kombat 11 plays. Yeah. And the trailer is really wacky, and 
really brutal. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, like, really, really gory. Like, it's Raiden versus Scorpion, then Raiden Fatality is Scorpion, and then another Scorpion, looking <laughs> like Mortal Kombat 2 Scorpion, right. Fatality's Raiden. And, uh, and then, like, it shows, like, this woman looking at, like, this mystical sphere or whatever yeah one theory that i saw about that online is that she's like a female elder god Ooh, yeah yeah uh, which would be cool i i like that i like that idea but then yeah then it said uh the game is coming out april 23rd which is fucking soon oh, right uh oh right i should say more specifically i made the prediction that nether netherrealm status was going one of two ways either either they were going to reveal the game of the game awards and it was going to come out like really soon afterwards mm -hmm. to sort of decrease the amount of like marketing time right right and to sort of consolidate that and and just like give us reveal after reveal after reveal after the announcement mm -hmm. or that the game was going to be next gen and you won't and we wouldn't hear anything about it for another year <laughs> right i leaned more towards the first thing i think i locked in the first thing specifically and i'm so glad you were correct yeah that went really well. There's going to be a community reveal for the game January 11th. Yes! There's an interesting leak flying around, like an interesting rumor that, mm -hmm. uh, that you know, happened before the game came, before the game was revealed, that lines up a lot with what we saw in the trailer. Right. That there's going to be, like, a female villain, right, mm -hmm. who's probably that elder god in the trailer. Right. Um, that the story is kind of a Crisis on Infinite Earths thing. Uh-huh. Where, like, basically, like, yeah, there's, like, time-traveling scorpions and shit. That variations are back, but each character will have two variations. Right. If they are a if they are a returning character, like they'll have their current timeline version as a mm -hmm. variation, and then like their MK two version as a variation, <laughs> or a version of themselves from a from an earlier Mortal Kombat game. Yeah. Uh, basically, like from from the other from the timeline before Raiden did the reset, basically. Right before the reboot. Yeah. yeah. And any brand new characters will just have two variations. Right. Uh, there will be less brand new characters. There's going to be two DLC seasons of five characters each. Mm -hmm. um, and I think one of the things was, like, half of the new cast from MKX is coming back and the other half is not. Yes. Yeah. Which was kind of a bummer because, like, I don't know who of those eight characters I'd cut. Right. No, same. There, there were a lot of great new characters. Yeah, like, you gotta keep Cassie Cage. Right. You gotta keep Coast Hall Khan. Uh-huh. Then, like, I'd really like Jackie Briggs to come back. Mm-hmm. I um, feel like she's gonna get cut. That's, yeah, I, that's my instinct. Yeah, which is I'm too bad. Yeah, I'm worried about that. Uh, also, I feel like Kung Jin's probably getting cut. Yeah, the, that's also too bad. The rumor mentioned that Takeda's coming back, right? Uh huh. Right. So then, like, I feel like Ferretor is probably the most likely to get cut, unfortunately. Yeah. And, and I think the rumor did say that anyone who died in MKX is not coming back. Right. So that means that like Molina isn't coming back, and that Baraka I, isn't right, coming back. Right. Uh, Quan Chi, mm -hmm. Kano, right, uh, Shinnok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that all makes sense. Like, uh -huh. I think out of those, I'm most likely to miss Quan Chi. Yeah, oh, Quan Chi is so great. If if Cassie and Takeda are coming back, according to that rumor, and you gotta have Kotal Kahn in, let's say they're cutting Jackie Briggs, Kung Jin, and Ferritor, that means that either Aaron Black. Or Devorah are getting cut, and both of those are kind of fan favorites. Didn't Devorah die? Did Devorah die? I think she died in the story. No, Devorah did not die. Okay. She she actually just kind of like fucks off, basically. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like she 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 slithers off. I think maybe she does die. Well, if she does die, then I guess maybe it's Aaron Black. Right. Well, if she doesn't die, then I hope she comes back because yeah. I like her a lot. Yeah. Anyway, um, 
Yeah, Mortal Kombat 11 is exciting to us, especially to Sean. Yeah, and I, you know, I've got faith in Ed Boon. Like, every Mortal Kombat game that he's released since MK9... Has been better than the last. Right, exactly. So, I'm just, I'm just so excited for January to find out what the deal is. Yeah, absolutely. I said the most likely WB Games reveal would be the Harry Potter game that got leaked a while back. <laughs> they're, I guess they're not talking about it yet. Yeah, their shit already got revealed by force, so yeah. I guess that's fine. We all know <laughs> yeah. what the deal is now. Yeah, but that's so weird. You think they just get it over with, like, like on a big show stage. The trailer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Then I had, we had some thoughts about Activision Blizzard. Right. I predicted there might be some Black Ops 4 DLC talk, and I don't think there was. Yeah, not that I can recall. Sean said they better show Diablo 4. <laughs> I was not... I I agreed that they better, but I didn't think that they would. Right. I was correct, unfortunately. Yes. Yeah, that's a shame. Um, Sean also predicted that there would be a Destiny 2 expansion. Mm-hmm. Uh, that didn't happen. Yeah, Ki- Kind of makes it. sense because, yeah, it was, it's been kind of recently since the last expansion came yeah. out. That was kind of a wishy-washy prediction, so that's fine. Yeah. I made... A really stupid prediction. <laughs> I I was like, you know what I'd love, actually? <laughs> if they announce an HD remaster of Crash Team Racing. That's the most weirdly specific prediction that you turned out to be completely <laughs> correct about. 100% yeah. right. <laughs> Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled is coming out for the PS4. It is like crash trilogy in an hd remake that completely overhauls the graphics right of crash team racing i <laughs> you were just super correct yeah about that. i just 100 percent nailed that prediction <laughs> uh i i don't think i've made a prediction that good since shuffle knight is an assist trophy <laughs> really watching that trailer just made me nostalgic for diddy kong racing as any kart racing game does right like i like nintendo and rare so buddy buddy just released diddy kong racing hd yeah just oh do man. it please I, do it please I miss, fucking do it i miss diddy kong racing so much it's so and, good and i feel like since they're basically just like you know updating and tweaking mario kart mm-hmm. 8 deluxe every now and then we're probably not going to see a new mario kart game for the switch right so i feel like w- when we start itching for another kart game it should be diddy kong racing Ooh, i want it to be yeah what do you think is the best game that rare ever made probably diddy kong racing i was just gonna say for me it'd be a toss-up between diddy kong racing and donkey kong 2 D- donkey kong country 2 uh yeah yeah diddy yeah. Kong's quest yeah 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 like i i respect the donkey kong country games i don't have a lot of fun playing them that's fair i they're definitely like like i think they've aged pretty okay but it also helps if you were there when they were new you know right. So I, I get that. And like I I was and and even then I was like meh. <laughs> well, you feel how you feel. It's okay if your feelings are incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, cuz the thing is like rare games are always games with really cool concepts and a whole lot of jank. Yeah. You know, like I I've been playing I I played a lot of Rare Replay, right? The Xbox One collection of Rare games. Diddy Kong Racing is not on that, unfortunately. <laughs> None of the Donkey Kong games are, right? Uh, so maybe that hasn't aged well either. But a lot of Rare's games definitely haven't aged that great. Yeah, they've all got some charm to them, but mostly like I would play for like an hour and be like, I'm, I think this is cute, but I'm not having fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, Jet Force Gemini. Uh-huh. Uh, the banjo games, yeah. yeah. The love that people had for these games when they came out makes mm-hmm. sense. Sure, but like, like I see the charm. I absolutely see the charm. 
the mechanics got some jank. Yeah, no, that's that is absolutely true. That's that's Rare's thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although, like, Sea of Thieves also has some jank in a way, but mm-hmm. also like feels feels good. Yeah, yeah. And and stupid, but good. <laughs> yes. That's probably as close to multiplayer Monkey Island as anyone is ever going to get. Ha, nice. Then we made some uh, electronic arts predictions. Mm-hmm. The uh, We predicted that, uh, that that there'd be some Anthem stuff, and maybe that they'd shadow drop a beta. Right. They did not, but they did give a story trailer for the game. Yes. And, and then at... Uh... Oh, at the kind of funny games uh, <laughs> showcase, they were like Electronic Arts. Uh, they uh, sent us a version of the Anthem trailer where some dude just fucking pauses it to talk about what's happening, and uh, we're not going to play that whole thing. But here's what it's like, and it was miserable. <laughs> so I'm sure it's exciting for people that want to know a lot more about Anthem. Right? Yeah, I guess that that story trailer. Like, makes it very obvious what Electronic Arts is trying to do, mm-hmm. which is get that Destiny money. Oh, yes. <laughs> which which Destiny isn't even getting that Destiny money anymore. <laughs> right, uh, right. So, you know, I hope that works out for Electronic Arts, but uh, boy. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I was not thrilled by it, but I've seen the gameplay and I have been thrilled by that. So yes. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. I predicted a release date for their indie game, Sea of Solitude. Mm-hmm. It was not mentioned at all. True. I predicted a cinematic trailer for Jedi Fallen Order. <laughs> there wasn't one, but I thought one of the cinematic trailers at the Game Awards was going to be for Jedi <laughs> Fallen Order. Instead, it was for this game called Scavengers. Right. Like, there's a lot. There's, like, space combat at the beginning. There's ships that are kind of Star Wars-y. Mm-hmm. They crash onto this Hoth-like planet. Yeah, but then they crawl out and no one's holding a lightsaber, and that's when I realized, <laughs> oh. Right. Square Enix. Square Enix. Yeah. We predicted maybe there'd be a Final Fantasy XIV update. There was not. Uh, th- there was like a commercial, but that's right. it, right? But yeah, yeah. No, we didn't learn anything new. Okay. Um, I thought that maybe Life is Strange 2 Episode 2 would get a shadow drop. Shortly after I made that prediction, uh, the Life is Strange team announced that Episode 2 would come out in January. <laughs> uh, well, there you go. And that there'd be more more reveals later. Right. I predicted that there would be no new Kingdom Hearts 3 info at the Game Awards. Uh, I was correct. Mm -hmm. Actually, earlier today, the day we're recording this, Sunday, the 9th of December, Mm -hmm. Kingdom Hearts 3 did release the opening cinematic for the game alongside our first listen of the opening theme, which is a collaboration between Utada Hikaru and Skrillex. Yes, I have to say Skrillex reined it in more than I thought he would. I oh. wound up enjoying that. Yeah, I, uh, I, man, I, I really like that theme, actually. It's yeah. good. But yeah, either way, no Kingdom Hearts 3 right. info was at the Game Awards. That's the truth. I predicted that they would show the Avengers game, the Square Enix Avengers game, at the Game Awards. Sean... Held back. Tamped he, that down. Yeah, he he did he did not predict that alongside me. The Russo brothers showed up, <laughs> but the Avengers game was not shown. Right. What was shown instead? Oh well, actually, we'll talk about that later because there's a more relevant place to talk about that. Right. Um, there was some Marvel stuff there, but uh, but yeah, no no Avengers appearance. I I stuck my neck out a bit too far for that one. And then uh, your head got chopped off. Kachunk. 
He's just his head talking right now. Wow, wow. the blood, the neck blood. He oh, just, no. He was just holding that in until right now. <laughs> now that I've mentioned that he's free to die. Good, goodbye, Daniel. Goodbye. I'll miss you. Thanks. Can I have your TV? No. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, then we made some Sega predictions. Sonic Team Racing reveals no. <laughs> uh, I also predicted that maybe there'd be some Yakuza stuff. Like, uh, we're waiting to find out about Western releases of 3, 4, and 5 remasters. Right. Uh, maybe coming out through 2019. Uh, not mentioned. That's a shame. Uh, I also thought that maybe there could be Western details for the uh, Yakuza spinoff game Judge Eyes. Mm-hmm. And not... At the Game Awards, there was another uh, video game reveal show uh, the following Saturday called the Kind of Funny Game Showcase. Right. And that's where they revealed Western (laughs) details for Judge Eyes. It's called Judgment Now. Which makes sense. Yeah, it's coming out summer 2019. Uh, It has a dub voice track and a Japanese voice track that will both be available in the full game. Not only that, but it'll have two different subtitle tracks as well. One for the dub version <laughs> and one for the more accurate Japanese dialogue. Which I appreciate because sometimes you're watching stuff and it's like, you know, you want to listen to the original Japan or listen to the dub, mm-hmm. but you want to have the subtitles at the same time. Yeah. And so the dub is like, we're going to get those guys. And then the sub is like, Midoriya-kun, let's Texas smash them, San, please. And it just, like, doesn't match up. Yeah. That's Deku. <laughs> that's Deku's name, right? Midoriya? Isn't that his name? Yeah. I just I just thought of the first anime name that I could. Mid- Midoriya-kun, let's Texas smash them, San, please. <laughs> Clearly I'm great with the Japanese language. <laughs> oh, yeah. But anyway, uh, you know, it's nice that they'll have the two sets of subs. I really appreciate that. Yeah, same. And Judgment looks really cool and I'm getting it. Oh, yeah, it looks fantastic. Uh, then we talked <laughs> about Capcom stuff. We did, and you made an interesting prediction. <laughs> I predicted that Monster Hunter World DLC would be announced, and specifically that Kongalala <laughs> would be revealed as a raid monster or the whatever. The farting gorilla. Yeah, the farting gorilla. Um, it, it was not. However, the Monster Hunter World developers were there. They were present at the show. Yes. And they said there would be new reveals for Monster Hunter World very soon. Earlier today... They announced an update stream for Monster Hunter World that will be happening 8 a.m. Central Time on December 10th, which means that you guys will know about the new Monster Hunter World stuff before this episode goes up. It also means that I have set my alarm for 7.50 a.m., and you better (laughs) believe that I'll be watching that the whole way through. I predicted that there would be no Street Fighter V info here because they're probably saving it for Capcom Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there wasn't. It wasn't here at the very least. <laughs> I predicted that there would be some kind of Devil May Cry Five reveal, right? And there was. There was a a cool story trailer for it, and a demo was released the day after the show. Yeah. Uh, on the Xbox One first, I think it'll come to the PS4 later. So that's good for uh, Xbox fans who are also Devil May Cry fans. Yeah, all three of them. Yep. <laughs> I, I don't. It seems like more of a PS4 franchise, but I'm happy for Xbox fans. Yeah, same. 
You I've, go, Xbox fans. I predicted that maybe we'd see some Mega Man 11 DLC. Mm-hmm. Maybe where you could play as Baser Proto Man or... Uh, or maybe like an epilogue story DLC. Right. None of that showed up. Nope. It was it wasn't very mega at the uh, game awards. We made a couple pie in the sky predictions. Sean's was that a new Switch exclusive Monster Hunter would be announced. One was not. I think still that it will happen and it'll be announced sometime in 2019. Yeah, I I agree with that. I was just really hoping that I was correct. Yeah, <laughs> and I wasn't. That's fine. My pie in the sky prediction. Was Marvel vs. Capcom 4. Right. Obviously that did not get announced, but another Marvel video game franchise we thought was dead got revived (laughs) instead, and that was Marvel Ultimate Alliance. This was the first of two times on the show where I had to pick my jaw back up off the floor. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 got announced as a Switch exclusive, Mm -hmm. uh, being developed by Team Ninja. Yeah. Yeah, uh, coming out 2019... It looks like a Marvel Ultimate Alliance game. Mm-hmm. The cast they've revealed so far is mostly characters you would recognize from the cinematic universe. Mm-hmm. All the Guardians are there. You've got the you've got the Avengers. You've got like Iron Man, and they seem to have Tony Stark. Uh, Tony Stark, Jesus Christ! They seem to have Robert Downey Jr.'s like likeness, maybe. Oh, they look very similar to Robert Downey Jr. I oh thought. yeah. Um, but they have at the very least wolverine present yeah, in mama. his in his 90s yellow, yellow spandex yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah uh just rocking that shit uh-huh. um so you know they they basically said straight up hey there will be at least one x-man in this right. don't panic <laughs> which is a very good idea i appreciate that and i i feel like there won't be many x-men but we'll get like a sprinkling of the big ones yeah. i think i think deadpool's going to be in this mm-hmm. Now, as you know, if you listen to our sister podcast, Play This, we all played this game a while back, or yeah. the uh, prequel to this game, the double prequel to this game. <laughs> we played the first one. Thank you, yes. Uh, and we had some good times and some bad times with it. Yeah. Uh, but nevertheless, I'm absolutely thrilled that this game is coming out. Oh, yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm so pumped. If this like plays like Marvel Ultimate Alliance, but isn't as much of a buggy mess as Marvel right. Ultimate Alliance, that's going to be... That's probably one of my most anticipated games of the year, actually. And, like, Team Ninja has so much experience just making, like, really tight action games. Yeah, they made Hyrule Warriors. Right. Like, I feel as though they'll definitely be able to bring some expertise to the uh, franchise that maybe it hasn't had up to now. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, man, that's going to be really cool. Yeah, I'm excited. Same. Another little note about Marvel vs. Capcom 4. After the Game Awards, Markman... Uh, Mark Julio, he's the Tekken brand manager, but also mm-hmm. he's a guy that just knows shit about the fighting game community. Okay. He's got a lot of connections. Uh, he's also a playable character in Dive Kick, side <laughs> note. He tweeted along the lines of, this has been a great week for fighting game reveals, but the year isn't over yet. Expect the unexpected. Hmm. You might have already expected the unexpected. I'm, yeah, I might have just gotten a little <laughs> ahead of myself. Uh-huh. So he he works with Bandai Namco, so it could be a Bandai Namco specific announcement. Sure, it could be some Tekken thing, but they already announced a bunch of Tekken things, and mm-hmm. he made that tweet after they announced the Tekken things. Right, like they they just finished showing off all the season two stuff. It could be something really crazy, like they're finally making Tekken Cross Street Fighter. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Uh, but who knows. Yeah. Actually, that could make sense, actually, Tekken Cross Street Fighter finally, because, like, 
Tekken 7 is is winding down with like a second DLC pack. Mm-hmm. Soul Calibur 6 is out. So now like the team that makes 3D fighting games Soul Calibur for... 7. Why would <laughs> it took them 6 years to make Soul Calibur 6? Why would it like it? All right, now now 2019 Soul Calibur 7. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, speaking of Bandai Namco, we made some predictions for them, too. We sure did. Uh, I predicted that there would be a Jump Force reveal that they would bring out Izuku, Deku, Midoriya, and or All Might, and, uh, Shigaraki, the main villain, as kind of, uh, a trio of, of Jump Force reveal characters. Like, really get that Western anime-loving audience pumped. Mm-hmm. Didn't show up at all. Well, you know, they, they heard me writing incredible dialogue like Midoriya Kun Let's Texas Matsuson. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, because they uh, they heard that from the future and they were like, oh, he's going to think of that. We can't compete with that. We got to take this out of the show. A detail I neglected to remember. <laughs> yeah, I'm ignoring you, bitch. <laughs> well, now you're not because you mentioned yeah, it. Yeah, you're, you're right. I, oh, I fucked it up. I, I fucked win. it up. I win. I mean, are you, bitch? Daniel Coon. <laughs> I text to smashed your brain, son. Oh, God. Please, please continue. Uh, one detail I neglected to remember is that Jump Festa, a gaming convention in Japan, ah. is happening later this month, okay. and they usually announce a lot of stuff related to anime games. Right. So that's presumably going to be where, if anywhere, we get some more... Uh, yeah, Jump Force news. I think we will absolutely get more Jump Force reveals there. Okay. I expected that we would get some Soul Calibur 6 DLC announcements mm-hmm. and a shadow drop of 2B and a returning Soul Calibur character, such as Hild or Viola. Mm-hmm. No Soul Calibur 6 mentioned at all. Nope. Uh, I predicted potentially, I was kind of like 50-50 on this, I think, a Dragon Ball Fighters Season 2 announcement and some of the character names we threw out were Tapo, who's a big mustache muscle man. Right. Uh, Cauliflower Kale and or Kefla, Girl Saiyans and Infusions, respectively. Mm-hmm. Ribrion, the magical girl. Right. Jiren, the weird third encounters of the third kind muscly alien man. <laughs> uh, that it would not include Bulma or Hercule because they're Japanese voice actors pass. Right. And above all, that uh, season two might not even exist and maybe a new fighters game is being made instead. Right. Uh, whatever the case is, we did not get any Dragon Ball Fighters news at the Game Awards. We did not. Although, did it win Fighting Game of the Year? I believe it did. Yes, that's yeah. right. You were kind of salty about that. So, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Thought it should have been Blaze Two, Blaze Two, <laughs> Blaze Blue, Cross Tag Battle. <laughs> that's what that game is called. Yes. Uh, I predicted. That maybe Man of Medan would show up. That uh, that game from the Until Dawn team right. that's part of that anthology. It did not. I thought maybe Twin Mirror would show up, uh, which is a new game from Don't Nod Entertainment, the Life is Strange guys, mm-hmm. being published by Bandai Namco. Neither of those games showed up, but I wasn't feeling too confident about either of those anyway. That's fair. I predicted that we'd see a follow-up gameplay trailer for In the Valley of Gods which was announced last year at the Game Awards, along with a Steam VR announcement. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> Didn't show up. Nope. We, f- we predicted that there would be some kind of announcement involving an existing IP right. that has not been turned into a video game yet that would not be Avatar 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or series of unfortunate events. Uh, Stranger Things three was announced, <laughs> which looks like kind of a kind of a Smash TV inspired like uh-huh. action shooter sprite aesthetic thing. Yeah, uh, not necessarily what I would go for in a Stranger Things game, but yeah. I hope it's good. It feels very much to me like you know Telltale was making a Stranger Things game. Telltale went back bankrupt and closed down. Right. Netflix was like okay, we have our fiscal year plans already. We need to release a Stranger Things game at this time, uh-huh. but now we have half the time to put it out. What do we do? Oh, let's do a retro-inspired game with a shooter, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, fine. You're Fuck. a genius. Yeah, fucking make it right now. Right. You have two months. Go. <laughs> yeah, it looks cute. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. The thing is, like, I think that a sort of Telltale-esque style game would be great for the Stranger Things universe. Yeah. Obviously, it can't be made by Telltale now. Right. And I wouldn't necessarily have wanted it to have been made by Telltale then. Yeah. But if somebody could do something like that, like Don't Nod, for instance, could make a great Stranger Things game. I forget the name of the group. I forget the name of the developer. Mm -hmm. But whoever developed... Before the storm, wild don't nod. Yeah, was developing Life is Strange too. Uh-huh. Those should be the guys yeah. that get to make a Stranger Things game. They would be fantastic. They did such a good job with Before the Storm. wasn't even their own property, and they knocked <laughs> it out of the park. They really did. Uh, so yeah, I would. Yeah, those guys should have made a Stranger Things game. Yeah, I guess it's fine. Yeah, we've got this instead, and whatever. So before we get to the Nintendo, I'm stuff, not bitter. <laughs> don't say that I'm bitter. Please continue. <laughs> before we get to the nintendo stuff we'll go over real quick a bunch of announcements that we didn't predict at all yeah uh far cry new dawn is a new far cry game that takes place after the ending of far cry 5 right it's post-apocalyptic um looks cool for far cry fans yeah you know i'm sure that people who like far cry will also like that game yeah uh something really cool they got announced is the next game from Super Giant Games. Yeah. Super Giant Games made Pyre, mm-hmm. which was my second favorite game of 2017. Yes. And Bastion. Yeah, Bastion, Transistor, games that I liked less but still respect. Yeah. Now they've made Hades, a game with Pyre's art style, <laughs> uh Transistor's like sort of traversal and map system uh-huh. and Bastion's like combat. Right. It takes place in kind of like a spin on Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which I'm like, always a sucker for because we went to a performing arts high school and studied Greek mythology a yeah, lot. Yeah, we did. And and you play like sort of like a like an edgy scene boy version of Hades. Right. Uh, like, you know, sort of a sexy bad boy with a sense of humor. <laughs> Hades. He does not sound like that. No, not at all. And thank goodness that he doesn't. <laughs> That'd be awful. Whoa! I'm gonna yeah. fight my way out of the underworld. Go up to the uh, Mount Olympus. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go, death. <laughs> uh, Hades, what are you doing? I'm killing you. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I uh, the all the character designs. They sort of went through like a quick montage of them. That look fucking great. Yes. Um, the game is currently. They basically they shadow dropped Hades. It is now available as an early access game exclusively on the Epic Game Store, which is a thing that you might not have heard of, but you definitely know what it is if you've watched the Game Awards Yeah, now. that was kind of a meme. Yeah, because the Game Awards ended up being kind of like a 
a three hour long ad for the Epic Game Store. Right. Epic Game Store is a new storefront that is sort of competing with Steam. Uh, and they're competing with Steam in some very interesting ways. Mm-hmm. One way is that they're giving developers much more of a payout than Steam ever did. Yeah. They're giving free games to whoever subscribes to the service. The first couple free games are Super Meat Boy and Subnautica. And there will be new additions to that library every two weeks. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, it's funny. Uh, a lot of the response I'm seeing to it is like, oh, exclusive exclusive games like <laughs> this is awful i don't like a lot of people seem really angry that they're inconvenient that they're being inconvenienced into signing up for another like service for free there's uh, I, I i get that a little I, bit I, I do get that a little bit <laughs> really like, every time a new game store comes out there's a part of me that's like oh fuck i don't want to deal with that i've already got steam yeah i'm so invested in steam right probably like the only game store that i haven't felt that way about is the good old games you right. know collection and they have the whole drm free angle right i'm not sure what epic games stance is on drm free stuff yeah yeah no idea I definitely feel that way about video streaming services. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> it's because it's like I've got Netflix, I've got Hulu, and I've got Crunchyroll. Right. And then it feels like constantly something I really like that wasn't Netflix or Hulu or Crunchyroll right. leaves one of those services and then pops up on a completely different, incredibly niche service <laughs> that I have to pay another five or ten dollars a month for. Right. And then I don't and I end up not watching that show ever again. Yeah. Uh, Really, my whole thing is I have Netflix and Crunchyroll, and if it's not on either of those, I rent it on Amazon for three bucks. Right. You know? Oh yeah, I've also that's got Amazon Prime Video. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's that's pretty much what I do. But I I definitely get you. You know. Yeah. It's uh, like yeah, like it's it's nice to have all your stuff consolidated in, in one or two areas. Yes. And when that spreads out, it's annoying and inconvenient. That said, I think Steam is doing some things wrong, Mm -hmm. and it's cool to see Epic Games challenge those things. Yeah, you know, hopefully this will make Steam go, oh boy, we gotta do some stuff. (laughs) Yeah, like, competition can be a really good thing sometimes. Absolutely. You know, like, like Microsoft got their act together over the course of this generation because uh, Sony posed such a threat, you Mm -hmm. know? Like, I get the inconvenience factor, but I think actually giving Epic Games kind of a shot and supporting them at least enough so that Steam pees their pants a little bit <laughs> and makes their service better, I think really that can only make everyone happier. I agree. Like, whether or not I wind up investing any time or money in the Epic Game Store, I'm glad it exists. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Hades looks really cool. Yes. A game called The Outer Worlds was announced. <laughs> this is a game from Obsidian. Mm-hmm. This it's so funny to me. Like this game, I watched the trailer for this game and thought, "Well, that looks kind of boring." <laughs> the internet loves this game. <laughs> People fucking love this game, and it just looks to me like the most boring rehash of shit that we've already seen. <laughs> I I could see it being a real cool game to play, actually. Because let me uh, let me bust out some stats. Okay, right. It's uh it's being published by Private Division, which is a subsidiary of Take Two. Uh-huh. Um, Tim Kane and Leonard Boyarsky, the the co creators of the original Fallout, are directing the game. Uh-huh. And obviously, like it looks like kind of a, a mashup of Borderlands and Fallout, right? right? But a lot of the development team also worked on Fallout New Vegas. Okay, right? Which and is kind of like the darling of original Fallout fans in terms of 3D Fallouts. Exactly. So like if they 
if if they get a game that kind of like plays like a like a like a better looking, more contemporary Fallout New Vegas, right. that that sounds like they could be a winner. I felt that the trailer and the universe was a bit on the derivative side, <laughs> but I'm I'm willing to see where they go from here. Yeah, and you know, now that I'm thinking about it, like if I were a bigger Fallout fan than I am, I can see why I might be really excited about that. Right. Like, if the creator of Monster Hunter was like, I made a new studio and I'm making a game called Creature Hunter Universe, <laughs> I'd be fucking on board, you know? Right. So, like, I es- get it. Especially if the last Monster Hunter game deleted your hard drive last time you tried to play <laughs> right it. yeah if it was like monster hunter 76 and it <laughs> fucking sucked no relation to any games that we're aware of no um, not at all yeah i don't yeah. know where that 76 number came from. <laughs> i don't know where that came from that's wild uh, <laughs> my mouth was just moving and words came out that, numbers that... specifically the number 76 <laughs> your mouth started moving and words came out is kind of it kind of sums up the the last 17 years i've known you. <laughs> yeah that's fair <laughs> uh the last campfire is this little indie game made by hello games the right. guys that made no man's sky and this is a much smaller scale project uh-huh. uh made by two guys on the team that looks pretty cute it's uh, the aesthetic is kind of like chibi journey i actually thought <laughs> that the game was like a journey spinoff at uh-huh. first uh, Def- definitely, uh, in terms of scale a much more appropriate project for hello games <laughs> yeah 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 but yeah, it looks cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, a game called Atlas, a new pirate MMO from the guys that make Ark Survival Evolved. Right. Is a thing. <laughs> and it's... God, there, there's going to be so many multiplayer pirate games over the next year. <laughs> We've got to see if these happening. Now uh-huh. Now Ark's Atlas. Atlas is going to be a thing. Skull and Bones is coming out next right. year. Right, yeah. Yeah. Everybody just got back into pirates all of a sudden. Yeah, they're... they're <laughs> I think 2019 is going to be the year that people get burned out on pirate video games. Again. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess it was pirate movies that we got burned out on before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ash- oh, and fucking Kingdom Hearts 3 has a Pirates of the Caribbean, Caribbean level. In it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. Yeah, well, I was really back in vogue. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, 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 <laughs> we, we got sick of zombies, now we're on pirates. Yeah. And then we'll get sick of pirates. Robots are up next. Uh... Ro- robots will be the, the 2020, 2021 <laughs> too many video games about robots oh, brother which which will be hard to do i love robots hey, me too i love a good robot i mean labrys is one of my favorite fighting game characters <laughs> of all time Mega Man's a good robot yeah he's a great robot yeah he does his best ashen an action rpg with some dark souls inspired stuff is an epic game store exclusive and <laughs> it launched on the day of the game awards right a teaser for a new Dragon Age game is, it was really just like a, an image with some voiceover right. and then a hashtag, the Dread Wolf <laughs> Rises. Which I'm sure is thrilling if you're a big Dragon Age fan, but once again, I'm not. Yeah. Uh, so I was I was just kind of like, what the fuck is this? I'd like to see a new Dragon Age game. I'd like to see a Dragon Age that did what Andromeda did and is like a new start to the franchise right. where you can kind of jump in without having to play the last three games. <laughs> but that is also more successful at doing that than Andromeda. Yeah, but it's also a good game. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to see the next Dragon Age for like another few years, so I don't get the point of the Caesar, but whatever. Right. Uh, this cool game called Pathless got shown. It's this gorgeous 
pretty as hell looking adventure game uh-huh. where you're like this girl with a bird, but you can also play from the bird's perspective sometimes. Yeah. Looks awesome. It's made by the team that made Abzu, and that game was also very pretty and and uh, and serene. It was just a, it was a really zen experience playing through that game, and I liked it. Nice. So I'm looking forward to Pathless. Yeah, me too. I definitely want to see what the deal is with that. Uh, finally, we got a story trailer for Psychonauts 2. Right. Uh, boy, that game looks a lot better than Psychonauts. Yeah, it sure does. Uh, they didn't show too much of the gameplay. <laughs> right. Um, but it does look like another, you know, platformer with with psychic power things mm-hmm. going on. I uh, feel like the last time we saw footage of this, it was like, well, we've made one large room. Yeah. And we're running around in that room and half the textures are missing. <laughs> <laughs> so they've come a long way. Yeah, no, it looks like it's going to be pretty good. Uh, release date is apparently 2019. Right. Uh, if I know Tim Schafer like I think I do, <laughs> that day's going to get pushed to 2020. Yeah. But there'll probably be a Psychonauts 2 demo mm, at the day of the devs next that's year. That's true. I'll have to go. Or maybe they'll just release it in two parts again like they did with Broken Age. I don't think they're ever doing that again. <laughs> that did not go over well. Oh, that man. did not go over well at yeah. all. Yeah. We may have mentioned this on the podcast before, but the best thing that came out of Broken Age was this documentary that they made of, like, the making of Broken Age for its Kickstarter backers. Yeah. Which is just, like, a lesson in game development anxiety starring Tim Schafer. <laughs> yeah. Like, as it winds on, it just becomes more and more like, oh my god, we're not going to release this game on time. What do we do? <laughs> it's it's really amazing. Yeah. That documentary is the best part of the entire Broken Age experience. For sure. There's also a really cool episode about making the music for it. Where they like yeah. follow the composer to his like hut in the woods where he goes for yeah, inspiration. Yeah. I wish I had a hut in the woods for when I compose music. <laughs> That'd be dope. I just like do it on my mattress in my underwear. Hey, let's keep, <laughs> let's keep talking about things. <laughs> also, something I wish was on camera. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, so that's you know th- there were some other smaller announcements. Um, but those that was all the big stuff. Right. I think really the biggest announcements were stuff that we predicted, and that's really cool. Yeah. How, however, actually the biggest, biggest thing is yet to be discussed. Ooh, but we'll discuss it. So we made some Nintendo predictions. I kind of based my Nintendo predictions on what Nintendo did last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, long story short, that was a mistake. But let's <laughs> go over. So I thought, like last year, there would be... Some kind of Wii U to Switch port announced for a February 2019 release. Right. I was leaning towards Wonderful 101, but I saw Xenoblade X as a possibility. Did not happen. Nope. Uh, I predicted that Damon X Machina would be announced for maybe a February 2019 release date. Really, I was trying to find something that would be announced for February 2019. Right. Like Bayonetta 1 and 2 were. Mm-hmm. Uh, did not happen. I, th- this is, this was a prediction that I was the very most confident about, uh-huh. that Metroid Prime 4 would be present, there'd be a cinematic trailer, a possible shadow drop of a demo, right. uh, and that we'd get more details in a January 2019 Nintendo Direct. Uh, Metroid Prime 4 did not show up at all, Reggie showed up wearing an Ultimate t-shirt instead of a Metroid <laughs> one. Like, why the fuck was he wearing that Metroid shirt in that promotional <laughs> picture? I, I can't believe that... All we know about Metroid Prime 4 is still the title. Yeah. That's crazy. And I think like, it how, might, when did we find that out? I what? think it might even be a working title. Uh, right. That was... Uh, 
That was E3 2017. Jesus Christ, guys. Yeah. I, Show us something. I feel like we're really close to finding out more about it. I think E3 2019 will be the absolute latest they tell us anything. Yeah. Um, I hope so. Uh, and, and I think we still might even... They still might even make like that one of their cool highlight right. announcements for uh, for their January direct. We'll see. Like I don't even particularly like the Metroid Prime games. <laughs> I'm yeah. impatient at this point. Yeah, same. Uh, I I do wonder if they initially planned on showing Metroid Prime Four, but uh, swapped it out for what they did announce instead. Right. So Sean and I also confidently said that there would be no Smash reveals. <laughs> I said just for funsies. <laughs> I said, just for funsies, let's each predict a character and what stage they would come with. Right. Uh, Sean predicted the Monster Hunter with an airship traveling stage, mm-hmm. and I predicted Sora with a Destiny Island stage. We were wrong about everything. <laughs> so, so wrong. So, So, like, Jeff Keighley is, like, talking about, like, now we're going to show the Game of the Year award with the orchestra. Whoa, what's happening behind me? And, you know, you see, like, static, (laughs) Uh and it cuts to a trailer, and then uh, you just see the Take Your Heart logo from Persona 5. Right. And Sean and I are both like, ooh, and... And then, uh, and then it shows Joker running around while while the rest of the Persona 5 cast is sort of voicing over him, Mm -hmm. and I'm looking at this, and I'm going, okay guaranteed one of two things is happening right now persona 5 arena right or persona 5 for the switch right and then you know and then mona's like we've we've been invited to catch the greatest treasure of them all <laughs> and then like he grabs like this card and he flips it over and it's a fucking smash invitation <laughs> me sean and amy lee all fucking lost it i yelled what the fuck so loudly that i thought i was going to get complaints from my neighbors (laughs) i like boomed it out so that my voice echoed through our living room yeah because it just fucking completely blew my mind uh did not see it coming for a millisecond no no not until the smash logo was on the screen yeah what what's incredibly funny is that uh in our third party predictions episode <laughs> the one where we talked about sega we actually talked about joker for a bit right we we decided it, it was plausible in some ways that we could mm-hmm. see it happening but we were not by any stretch of the imagination predicting it at all right uh but that would be really cool and it'd be great to hear a persona soundtrack in the game fuck yeah <laughs> yeah rivers in the desert coming to smash man this i hope is, yeah oh man this is a great this is an amazing announcement. Yeah. Um. So, uh. So I th- I think there's one thing that I think we need to make clear for listeners because I'm seeing this flying around a lot. Mm-hmm. People are like, "Whoa, Joker is the first character in Smash Bros that has not appeared on a Nintendo platform." Technically, this is actually not <laughs> true. Right. Uh. Kind of like Cloud, there is a loophole. Mm-hmm. Joker is. Not only a playable character, but a central character in Persona Q2 for the Nintendo 3DS, which is currently out in Japan. Right. And even if it wasn't currently out in Japan, they have put in characters from upcoming games before, Mm -hmm. like Roy from a Fire Emblem game that had not come out when Melee did. Sure. So, So there's that. I, like... 
Joker still follows the rules. He debuted in a video game. He has been on a Nintendo platform. It does definitely feel like one of those edge cases, though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Cloud's an edge case. Joker is an edge case. Yeah. And I think maybe it would be good to keep our eye on other potential edge cases. Mm Mm-hmm. Wreck-It Ralph would be an edge case. <laughs> he He's, sure would. He, he technically made his debut in a video game because a promotional Wreck-It Ralph game came out before his movie. Right. And he's been on Nintendo platforms. Yep. But we're not... I don't think we're ready to make... to lock in our DLC predictions just yet. Not quite. Yeah. Having said that, I... You know, even though this does not, you know, break the kind of Sakurai rule that we have... Yeah. I do think that Joker's inclusion, it makes it feel as though anything is possible, you know? Mm. There's definitely an extent to which it feels like, well, if they can throw Joker in, like, we really need to kind of broaden our minds when we're thinking about possible DLC predictions. I, I think I think it's always a good idea to keep an open mind when it comes to predicting Smash stuff, especially because now we're not even playing by Sakurai's rules, we're playing by Nintendo's. Right. This This list, this list of five characters... Uh, was approved by Nintendo, uh-huh. and they basically just asked Sakurai, can you make a moveset out of this? And he said yes or no, and then he got going. Right. So yeah, there could actually, there could legit be some rule breakers in here. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're getting Goku still. <sighs> I hope but, not. But who knows? Um, <laughs> so at least we know about Joker. Yes. Right? So let's uh let's at least make some predictions for DLC Pack 1. Oh, okay. Right? Uh, so DLC Pack 1... It's getting the Joker, yep. it's a playable character. It's getting a Persona 5 stage and Persona 5 music. The Joker. <laughs> the, uh, just Joker, sorry. Oh, come on, bats, come join me. <laughs> no. Well, then I'll just go myself. <laughs> Amazing. Thanks. So what what stage do you think is going to represent Persona 5? Mm. There's a lot of great options. Yes, yes, there are. Uh, I think that if it were me... I would probably want to do, like, uh, a Mementos stage. You know, there's this mode, Mementos, where you're kind of, like, cruising around in a van and, like, fighting shadows. Yeah, like in in a subway system. Right. And I would just want it to be very kind of multi-leveled, like there'd be several subway tracks that you can jump up and down to. And at any given time, you know, the... uh, the kind of group from that game could zoom by and knock you out of the way. That'd be my stage. Okay, nice. My pick would be the casino. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Iconic. It's, it's how the game starts. Right. And it's got some cool music. Yeah. And yeah, I I think the I think Casino Stage would would have a really cool layout mm-hmm. and um really really evoke that feel. Yeah. Um yeah, that's a good pick. Backup suggestion, the velvet room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd also be really cool. It'd be funny if you just fought in Shibuya also. <laughs> That's just, true. Just fought in Shibuya, like, in the city. <laughs> uh, Would that be the first instance of, like, a real-world place being a Smash stage? I, I'm i not sure off the top of my head. Right. Um, I I think yes. I think yes. Yeah, I, th- I think, yeah, I think you're right. Um, Yeah. Yeah, we, we could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty, yeah... I feel like that would be the first instance, so I feel like it might not happen. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. But whatever the stage is, uh-huh. I have a thought. Okay. The thought is, when we got that Joker trailer, mm-hmm. 
we got a lot of the original voice actors piping in. Right. We got Morgana talking. We got on. We got on Takamaki talking. Uh-huh. I, I, and on like right. I, no, I, 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 I gotcha. Got we got on talking. I think I heard Matthew Mercer in there as Yusuke. Uh-huh. I think I heard we heard Ryuji for yeah, sure. We definitely heard Ryuji. Um, and maybe even Futaba. I'm not. I. I don't think we heard Futaba. There were several characters. Yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, a, a bunch of characters chimed in about the fact that Akira was uh, that Joker was coming to Smash. Right. Sometimes he's called Akira. Sometimes he's called Ren. It's probably good that they just called him Joker. Like, <laughs> there's no dispute that he's called Joker. Yes. Whatever the media is. So you know you've got everyone here in the voice booth uh-huh. working on this Nintendo game trailer. Why not have him stick around and record? some dialogue <laughs> for a persona five stage easter egg <laughs> like you're on the stage as joker you mash the d-pad right and then and then you get those dialogue boxes where like futaba and morgana like chime in on whoever joker's fighting uh-huh uh i can see it i love that easter egg just in general yes it's fantastic uh and i think it'd be really amazing my prediction for the voice actors being present in the trailer is a little more boring. I just think they're going to be in Joker's final smash. Right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, they, they'll do like an all-out attack. Right, exactly. Yeah, I, I think that's also a good prediction. Really, I hope it's both. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Oh, I would love to have that Easter egg. Yeah, me too. The more of that in Smash, the better. Yeah, I, I wonder if like... I wonder if that'd be tough to localize because they'd have to do it in multiple languages mm, and like, right. like the, then the, that's kind of a lot of work in getting that stage out. Yeah. That would take longer. <laughs> um, but I, I hope they do it anyway. Cause I, I love when Sakurai does more work than he needs to, but I also don't like that. Sakurai, take <laughs> right. a nap. Yeah. I hope that after he finishes all the Smash DLC, he gets to take a nice vacation. Yeah, me too. He that, never does, that though. That poor bastard. <laughs> I, like, actually, he did take a vacation after Smash 4, but then he worked himself ragged for two right. years straight again. <laughs> uh, the soundtrack is going to be amazing. Rivers in the Desert, obviously, that's an amazing theme. Yes. Um, the Never Saw It Coming uh-huh. will be great. And then they're like, ba da ba da ba that song. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Oh yeah, that that'll be really good. Um, one weird song I hope that they put in is the song from the third dungeon in the mm-hmm. game. Uh, so is that the one that I really like? Yeah. Yeah. Good shit. It's it's like one word. It's called like thief or heist or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, price. Yeah. Price. Yes. Yeah. God, I just uh, love that song. Yeah, they they should just like straight up like slip that song in there. Yeah. Side note, there better be a Smash specific remix of at least one song. Oh yes, please give us a remix. Yeah, you don't need to give us a lot of remixes because right. the soundtrack is already great on its own. <laughs> yes. I'm so happy that we're getting a soundtrack. Me too. Like we're getting the Persona soundtrack in Smash. That people that love Smash but haven't played Persona are going to get to experience this franchise and uh-huh. maybe like maybe have that as a gateway. Right. Speaking of which, I was wondering if they would announce Pers- like once Joker was announced, I was wondering if they'd announce Persona Five alongside that. Uh-huh. Uh huh. For the Switch. Right. I think it's happening. Yeah. I think it'll like I think it'll happen in 2019, and they will they will announce it at a Nintendo Direct at some point next year. Yeah. 
And then at that point, I will finally play Persona Five myself. <laughs> yeah, because I've I'm, I've done like the first dungeon, right? Uh, yeah, on uh, Daniel's PS4. Yeah, and I think it'll be a Persona Four Golden situation where it adds some content. Uh-huh. Uh Probably, probably changes up the playable makeup of the cast in a certain way. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And that's all I'll say on that front. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I do think that that's that's kind of inevitable. Um, there's actually, like, after that trailer debuted, there was a rumor flying around that a Persona 5 Switch version would get announced the day that Joker was released as uh, DLC. I see. Which I could see, I could see that, I could see that happening. There's some poetry to that that I appreciate. Yeah, I could at least see it happening, like, the day they announced Joker's release date. Right, right, yes. Yeah. Um, although I could also see them being like, hi, welcome to the April Nintendo Direct. <laughs> Joker is here. Download him today. <laughs> right. Also Persona 5 Switch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm I'm really pumped for that. I, we'll, we'll talk more about future DLC uh, predictions in the future. I think, really, DLC packs is going to be its own episode. We're going to talk about the rest of the DLC yeah. in its own episode. We're going to talk about Ultimate next time, just the game itself. Uh-huh. We're going to talk about DLC after that, probably. Yes. Um, because, really, uh, as as we've just seen, as we've just evidenced, <laughs> we really don't want to wait too long to guess more DLC. Definitely not. <laughs> because we've got, we've got four left to guess, and we thought we'd have five. <laughs> this is kind of a trend. We always wait too long. Metroid. Metroid. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but one more note on the whole announcement thing. Um, Reggie did some talking, and I really wanted to talk about what Reggie said because I think some people have been interpreting it certain ways uh-huh. uh, and sort of taking that interpretation as fact. Um, and what Reggie said is that is that Joker is kind of a kind of a taste mm-hmm. of what we can expect from future DLC packs. He says that the next four characters will be characters that are new to the series. Right. Now, people are interpreting this as characters from franchises that are new to the series. <laughs> that is not what he said. Uh-huh. And I could I could see that being the case, but that's still not what he said. We could still see, like, a Fire Emblem character, a character from a franchise that we've seen before. Although one thing he did say afterwards was, was that they will be characters that you would not anticipate to be in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Mm-hmm. And that means... There might be some surprises, there might be some rule breakers, and yeah, that maybe, like, Edelgard from Fire Emblem Three Houses is a character I would expect. <laughs> right. right. So if he's, like, this could just be Reggie opening, opening his big PR mouth and letting words spill out. Sure. But this makes me think that maybe I shouldn't be guessing Edelgard anymore, right? Okay. It's, it's, worth a, it's worth a thought. It's food for thought. For sure. And then we'll be thinking about it. I do think that, you know, I like obviously we can't really like too deeply analyze Reggie's words here because there is certainly a chance that he's just kind of talking. Yeah. Uh, and maybe not assuming that we're going to like pick apart everything that he's saying. With well, char- he should absolutely assume that. He should, by the but way. He, maybe he doesn't. Yeah. Um, characters that are new to the series does strike me as like. Like, if we interpret it in kind of the way you were alluding to, which is just, like, characters that haven't been in the series yet, 
you know, and not necessarily franchises that haven't been in the series yet. Yeah. Any new character has to be a character that is new to the series by definition. Oh, right? sure. Because sure. otherwise they've been in the game already. Right. And they're in the game because everyone's here. Yes. And I, I agree with that, but this would not be the first time that Reggie has said something utterly redundant. That's true. Yeah. Um, but I do think that there's some room to take that and think to yourself, well, maybe they'll be, it'll be like characters who are really out there, you know, who uh, are from a franchise that hasn't been heavily featured in Smash before. Yeah, ab- absolutely. I think, I think it's absolutely understandable to think about that, uh-huh. to, to maybe start to expect it, but not to assume that. Okay. Not, not to eliminate first party characters sure. as the only possibility right not not to eliminate like characters from franchises that we recognize well we will see what reggie really meant <laughs> as these dlc <laughs> characters get released by, by the beginning of 2020 we'll see yes yeah and i'm sure things will be more clear as we get more announcements right but yeah really excited to talk about dlc packs that'll be a fun episode yes i agree but yeah, that was everything at the Game Awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this was a good show. Um, it it felt overall a bit more low key than last year's. Yeah, it definitely did. Um, which is okay. Like, I still think there were a lot of really cool announcements. Mm-hmm. Um, like Joker. Yeah, the Joker was the coolest announcement. <laughs> I'm really pumped for Marvel Ultimate Alliance three. Me too. Um, that's probably my favorite non Smash announcement of the of the show. What about yours? No, I agree with you there. I'm yeah. definitely the most excited about that out of the other things that were revealed. You're not saying Mortal Kombat 11. Uh, that's just, That was a lie. I was <laughs> lying. I am definitely most excited about Mortal Kombat 11. <laughs> kind of forgot that that came out of the same thing for a second there. Uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, I am third most excited about. Nice. Yeah. Actually, I'm first most excited about MK11, second most excited about Joker, third most excited about yeah. Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, because I'm a big NetherRealm fanboy and I can't help myself. No, that's totally fine. Yeah. I think that's I think that's justified. I'm one Joker, two Marvel Ultimate Alliance, three MK11. That's fair. And MK11 looks cool as hell and I'm excited. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, let's open some listener mail. Yeah. Before it gets listener stale, Mr. Cool Red Luigi on Twitter, mm-hmm. welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. Says MK11 trailer was probably the biggest surprise I saw at TGA. Even more surprising is that it's coming to the Switch. Ed Boon went Omega Troll as usual, but it was well <laughs> worth it. Hope you guys touch on it during the next episode of A Smashing Theory. Hashtag RPM Triangle. So we did. <laughs> also, thank you for that real hashtag. <laughs> Uh yeah, we definitely did. So congratulations. Yeah. Um, I do. Yeah, I do think that it's definitely worth mentioning. This is coming to the Switch. Yeah, that's right? nuts. Yeah, like, like I'm probably not gonna get it on the Switch. Same. Because I don't want to fight people with my Joy Cons. You right. know, like if I'm gonna practice, then I want to be on my PS4 using my fight pad that I bought. Yeah, same. Uh, but that is very exciting. That's that's really cool, and I hope it does well for them. Me too. I'm wondering if there'll be like a visual downgrade at all, or they've got like someone really good at doing Switch ports <laughs> doing that Switch port. Because man, like, like it has to look at least as good as Injustice Two, right? Yeah probably a little better yeah and it's hard to imagine a game looking that good on the switch mm-hmm. um so i'm intrigued i feel like there probably will be a bit of a downgrade there's, yeah. e- there's even kind of a bit of a visual downgrade between say dragon ball fighters ps4 and dragon ball fighters switch right, right? Uh, like it still looks good but you can sort of like 
you can sort of see a a tad more jaggy than mm-hmm. you would on the PS4. I think, you know, probably like it'll look slightly worse on a big screen, but it'll look fucking juicy on the handheld. Ooh, you know? you're right. I forgot about that handheld juice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Drink that handheld juice. Stop drinking that handheld juice. No. <laughs> anyway, thanks, Mr. That's, cool that's Red not Luigi. How I drink juice, by the way. <laughs> You know, it's more of like he's 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 embarrassed. That's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> anyway, yeah, thank thank you, Mister Cool Red Luigi. We appreciate you writing in. Atlas Fathom on Twitter mm-hmm. says, "A funny coincidence. I just realized Xander Mobis is the voice of the Smash Bros. announcer, hmm. Master Hand, and Crazy Hand. He is also the voice of Joker from Persona Five. Really." Holy yep. shit. Dude's got some range. <laughs> so technically, everyone is here, even the announcer. <laughs> Thanks, Atlas Fathom. That's wild. Yeah. Oh my um, gosh. I'm I'm not sure I'm not positive whether or not Xander Mobis is the, the Smash Ultimate announcer. He okay. was he was definitely the Smash 4 announcer. And it kind of sounds like the same guy, doesn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah, it does. Yeah. They definitely say Greninja in the same way. Oh, good. Uh, so that's the most important thing to me. Also, Xander Mobis is an incredible showbiz name. Oh, yeah. Like, imagine if you could go into an audition and do your slate and it was like, hello, I'm Xander Mobis. Just immediately you've got the casting director's attention. Right, yeah, Your that's head a good just point. snaps up from your resume like your name is fucking what? <laughs> uh, if... He was born with another name. It's not in his Wikipedia article. Wow. All right, man. That's incredible. Also, he is he is the announcer in Ultimate as well. <laughs> that's uh, that's just a great name. Yeah. And yeah, he, he really does have some great range. He uh he's Abigail in Street Fighter Five. Wow. Um he's Gro in Soul Calibur Six. Oh, so, okay. So a lot of kind of badass uh-huh. character names. Those are good job. Char- character roles. Yeah. He's got a badass name for all those badass roles. <laughs> Actually, it's funny. His career kind of started with Smash Bros. 4. Huh. And and then he's been getting voice roles since then. You go, Xander. Yeah. You go, Xander. Xander Mobus. Like, it, I I really hope his career takes off more from here. You know? Yeah, because, same. Yeah, he's got a great fucking voice. He does. But yeah, good. <laughs> very good putting that out, Atlas Fathom. That's awesome. Yes. We got an email from Anthony S. Okay. Anthony S. says, Hello, gentlemen. I just caught up on your podcast on my commute home from work this evening. Huh. I have to respectfully disagree with you that spirits do not deconfirm characters, and here is why. Smash 4 featured Lucas, and I believe Mewtwo as unlockable trophies. Before they were DLC, because Nintendo did not know they would be DLC at the time they made the hmm. game. Especially since Papa Sakurai... <laughs> Just recently said that the new characters have recently been finalized. I believe anyone, including Spirits, is still fair game. Fingers crossed for Dixie Kong. Okay. Best Anthony S. I don't think that that makes Dixie Kong necessarily eligible, but I can see what he means for third parties. Yeah, I'm I'm still largely convinced that mostly if a character's a trophy, if a character's a spirit... Uh Uh, they're not important enough to be playable. <laughs> and I'm sure we'll talk about this more, but if 
if my assumption is correct, mm-hmm. Smash Bros. Ultimate and my playthrough of World of Light has had some major deconfirms. <laughs> Bandana Waddle D is right. a spirit. Uh, Captain Toad is a spirit. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's a, there there'd be some major deconfirms out of that. So uh, so I think Anthony does make a good point. Lucas especially was a trophy. Yeah, and then he became a downloadable fighter. So I I think it's I think it's good not to rule that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will probably mostly be ruling that out. Okay. Yeah. Also, one interesting thing is something that Mitch E brings to our attention. Hmm. Welcome back, Mitch E. Uh, but also thank you, Anthony S, for that email. Also, yes. Good shit. Mitch E says you should do an episode on potential spirits since we know they are adding spirits in updates. As patch 1-1, they added Let's Go Spirits and Super Mario Party Spirits. Ah. Maybe you could predict upcoming spirits and how they could be represented. It would be a fun filler episode. Okay. Uh, Mitch, cool idea. Yeah. Um, and also, thank you for bringing that to my attention. <laughs> that That is really interesting that they're adding spirits as they update the game. Right. Which means, uh, I think, this chiefly means... That even though they didn't explicitly mention this, the character pack updates, along with character stage music, uh-huh. will also... probably add Persona Spirits. Uh, okay. Yep, yep. And it does say Smash Bros. Ultimate cross Persona 5, uh-huh. so I don't think we'll see, like, I, I don't think we'll see... Like, like Chie Sadanaka. Yeah, I, right. I don't think we'll see Chie Sadanaka or, like, Yu Narukami uh-huh. or, like... Uh, Labrys. <laughs> no, yeah, probably not Labrys. <laughs> we probably won't see them as spirits uh, or even as, like, me costumes. Right. Some me costumes would be cool, like Yu Narukami Sword Fighter. Uh-huh. Uh, or even if they stick to Persona 5, like... Like a Ryuji sword fighter <laughs> where he's, like, swinging the pipe like it's a sword. That'd be really great. Um... Yeah, that that'd be really cool. But yeah, I I think I think they'll slip some spirits in there to sort of, um, mm-hmm. you know, and then you'll just be able to collect them via the spirit board or whatever. I like that plan. Yeah, me too. Uh, thanks, Mitch. Yeah, good shit, Mitch. Finally, one of the boldest predictions I have ever seen on this <laughs> podcast from Brainy Shoulder. Well, you'd have to be Brainy to make a prediction like this. Brainy says, "Been sitting on this one for a while." But after the Game Awards, fuck it. Popeye for Smash. He's an important part of Nintendo history, and without him, we wouldn't have Mario. Think of the moveset. Now, <laughs> this this would be a WTF character. It sure would. For sure, but it's outside of the box. It's unexpected. Uh-huh. Like, we would not see, like, the average person would not see that coming. That's true. Like, yeah, he didn't debut in a video game, but Nintendo's making the decisions, not Sakurai. Sure. They could be breaking a rule here. And Popeye is from the first video game that Shigeru Miyamoto made for Nintendo. <laughs> like, his moves that could be a reference to that game. Uh, God, that'd be, that'd be the dumbest thing in the universe. Yeah. Like, but kind of great. <laughs> I I appreciate that you have managed to justify it in this many ways, and I so hope that it never happens. <laughs> like so seeing, much seeing Popeye next to Sonic the Hedgehog, I think would break my brain a little bit. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Palutena, who's that? 
that's Popeye. <laughs> <laughs> he eats spinach and then gets real strong. But do just imagine, like, you know, you're playing as Popeye, you're swinging your muscles around, and then you uh, you knock out your opponents, and then it cuts to the victory screen. This game's winner is Popeye, and you just hear like ba da ba 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 and that's like the victory <laughs> <Yeah>. jingle. <laughs> and you just hear like, hey, right, yeah, olive oil. I, I can't do a Popeye <laughs> that, voice. That's not bad, actually. <laughs> Thank you. That's not bad. <laughs> I appreciate your mine, generosity. Oh, m- mine was more of like a dying Mister Crab. So. <laughs> that's funny <laughs> because I was gonna say mine is like shitty SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> you want an M M&M? and M? I eat me spinach. <laughs> Uh, oh fuck thanks brainy shoulder i guess <laughs> thank you brainy shoulder yes. excellent excellent suggestion <laughs> yes yes we do appreciate you right again we always appreciate our fan mail but that's all of our listener mail for this episode thank you so much to everyone who sent stuff in as always we couldn't read everything but we do read everything right so thank you so much for sending it we read everything with our eyes but not with our mouths yes and, yeah, some really amazing stuff got sent in this time. Thanks for following us this long. The game's fucking out now, and that's amazing. Yes. Um, And you guys are amazing. Thank you. Absolutely. If you have not heard the <laughs> ultimate beat, I implore you to go to YouTube and type that in right now. Yes. Click on what was at least for me the first result. <laughs> uh. We've also posted it to our Twitter account. We've yeah. posted it to our Patreon. Yeah. We um, will send you a link if you DM us, I guess. <laughs> the Yeah. It, we we made a Smash Bros. rap. Yeah. We did it about a month ago. Over, over the, the course of two days. Yeah. Over the course of two days. And then over some more time, I turned it into a video and put it on YouTube. Yeah. I uploaded it the day before Smash came out to celebrate its release. We've... I was... Like, I was like, boy, this is garbage, but I'm going to put it up anyway. And we got a lot of really positive feedback about it. Yeah, I've been really pleased with the reception, actually. Yeah. If, if you want to hear me rap out the entire cast of Smash Bros. Ultimate uh, in a rap that is already obsolete, and thanks if to you, the Joker announcement. And if you want to hear me sing better than ba 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 toot toot don't don't lie to these people <laughs> see how how are you going to tell them that you've ever topped that <laughs> uh anyway you can check that out you can also check out our patreon we are part of the beep boop group you can yes. go to patreon.com slash beep boop group and get all kinds of rewards and help us uh do more projects and stuff yeah uh one dollar will give you access to an exclusive podcast called beep boop soup uh where we basically answer questions submitted by you guys in the form of ingredients (laughs) and then we mix all the ingredients into a soup at the end it sounds really stupid it is really stupid it's really fun yeah if you want an insight into how our minds work there's no better podcast to check out than beep boop soup yeah two dollars lets you contribute to polls that we put up every month $5 lets you listen to bloopers and outtakes and exclusive bonus content that we make and only upload on the Patreon, along with access to our Discord channel. Yeah, get in our Discord. Yeah, and and there's there's more stuff. Uh, We're we're actually really close to 100, at which point we will make a new piece of bonus content that we will share with all of our patrons, Mm -hmm. uh, and the, the content... 
will be nominated and voted on by you guys. <laughs> uh, you can <laughs> you can tell us to make another rap, or you can tell us to <laughs> rank the best games in a franchise of your choosing. You can tell us to uh, come up with a top ten of a certain subject. Uh, the the world is your oyster. If we get to a hundred dollars, we are at seventy right now. So if you give us, if like ten of you give us like two bucks, then we'll be really close. Well, that'll, be, that'll be a ninety dollars. <laughs> that'll be a ninety dollars, <laughs> and then I'll I'll reach out uh, to like metaphorically uh, with with like a glint in my eye, and then and then more of you can give us money. Anyway. You won't see the glint because we're a podcast, not a video. Although, if you give us enough money, we're planning on branching out into video, so... That is true. Yeah, so, yeah, please please check us out. Patreon.com slash group. Yeah, if you feel like supporting us, uh, by all means, do so. And if you're content just listening to us as is, thank you so much for doing that. We we love all of our viewers. You yes. don't have to give us money for us to love you. By all means, also continue listening to us. Here's some more mouth noises from me as a bonus. La la la. We just lost three Anyway, what's next? <laughs> next time on A Smashing Theory, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Yeah, it's baby. finally back <laughs> to <laughs> kick some tail his coconut gun. <laughs> Spurts. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this bit. Please save me. I'm just doing DK rap. <laughs> holy shit uh anyway it's here yeah everyone is here including the game it's here we're gonna talk about the game yeah uh all the stuff that we've played all the stuff that we've done with it how how it is how much we like it how much we don't like it the amount is zero we love it but anyway <laughs> yeah we're just gonna talk a bunch about smash bros ultimate yeah and you guys can too yeah tell us what you find you think of the game now that it's finally out and you can also send your questions about like uh what you think we're predicting with everything we know now or yes. what you guys are predicting with everything you know now uh really anything's fair game um you can tweet us you can tweet us at a smashing theory or you can email us at a smashing theory at gmail.com mm-hmm. if you join our discord you can talk to us about it early in our discord yeah <laughs> whatever you want to do yeah um we will read our favorites on the podcast and that'll be a cool episode. Yeah. Uh, my girlfriend and I are going to be doing some traveling, so it might be up a little after two Thursdays from now. Right. Uh, but hopefully not too much after. Um, yeah. Uh, you you will get our Smash Ultimate thoughts soon, and then after that, we'll be ready to talk about DLC. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, can't wait to see you guys in sort of the culmination of everything we've been doing for the past nine months. But in the meantime, I hope you have a smashing time with Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, which is out right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Special thanks! Special thanks! <laughs> Special thanks to Lonald! Yeah, thanks, Lonald! You're, you're a stand-up dude. 
Yeah. Uh, got a cute baby. Real cute baby. He's a dad. He's a good dad. Yeah. The baby isn't a dad. Lonald's a dad to the baby. Thanks, Lonald. Yes. Special thanks to Nymph. Thanks, Nymph. Nymph doesn't have a baby, but Nymph is like a beautiful baby. Yes. That I'd want to cradle in my arms and and uh, and give little kisses on the forehead all day, all the time. None of that was weird. And thanks to Amy Lee, <laughs> yeah. who I do give kisses all day, all the time, and it's great. Thanks, Amy Lee. <laughs> Thank you for the kisses <sighs> and for supporting us on Patreon. <laughs> all you, of those things. You too can support us on Patreon at the $20 level, where we will special thank you at the end of every episode like this one. Yeah. Patreon.com slash group. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs>